Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. Broadcasting to fans of anime and the Japanese culture all around the world. Welcome, one and all, to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I am JR. He is Neff. Good evening, sir. And as you can see with my background, uh, I am standing in solidarity with you given the unfortunate situation and crisis that has come once again. Yeah, this is like that old saying, which actually wasn't said by Yogi Berra. It's deja vu all over again. This now marks the third lockdown in about a year where we really, really mean it this time. We're locking everything down and you can't do anything Mm. to which I would reply. How is that different from anything else we've been doing the last 13, 14 months now? (laughs) I mean, now they said, well, you, you go use this time to get immunized or vaccinated. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do that. Except there's nowhere for me to get shots. Yeah, boy. Still still waiting, huh? Yeah, apparently. Now in my region, I'm just too young. Because they're going to start booking um, 50, excuse me, uh, plus <laughs> as of the 9th of February. So that means I have to wait just a little bit. Hopefully not too much longer. But remember, booking doesn't mean I get the shot. It only means I'm scheduled to get the shot. So I could potentially book, say, in a week's time. And yeah, four weeks from now, you'll get your shot. Right. So, uh, yes, uh, the background, I am not in Toronto right now. It would be a nice thing to be in Toronto to be from all the mess that's happening around my neighborhood these days. But yes, uh, I appropriately found uh, a CN Tower that's red because it's kind of like a red alert. Or is it a gray alert? What's the official color? Uh, this is gray lockdown now. Uh-huh. So basically, it's prison bars. <laughs> if I could, if I could do the sound effect from Law and Order, I'd be doing it right now. You know, dun, dun. <laughs> there we go. And how long is this lockdown? A month? Yeah, twenty-eight days. Wow. So we'll see. I mean, it depends if people actually follow the rules properly. But mm. that's been the problem all this time. There is this stubborn cache of people who figure that, you know, the rules don't apply to me because. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the rules apply <laughs> to everyone, period. And that's why we're still here in a third lockdown, because there is these people who think, you know, rule schmules. Nah. <laughs> but uh... I mean, meanwhile, you've got now you've had NHL teams up here 
getting whacked with COVID. Hmm. First, it was Montreal Canadiens. Then it was Vancouver. And then tonight we learned that one of the Leafs star players, William Nylander, had a close contact with someone who may be COVID positive. That's how it starts, folks. One little... Uh, yes. Hence the background I'm using right now. Yes. It would be nice to be in Scotiabank right now and uh, just sitting in those level 300 seats in the corner uh, with a nice space. and sit- Neff enjoying the game and me having a nice conversation with a TV camera guy because that's where I work. <laughs> I, I, I still had to laugh at that. I'm like going... You're you're in a hockey game, and the first thing you do is you go talk to the the camera guy. That was hilarious. <laughs> that um, would be like me going to a game, finding a lawyer, and suddenly talking shop. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to arrange that when the borders open in the next days. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, welcome everybody joining us here on Twitch. Or those of you joining us on Anchor on the podcast at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Um, once again, we have various ways that you can enjoy our programming here on Twitch. In the visual form is the greatest way you can enjoy all the activities. Uh, you can see our faces and we can get to play uh, some interesting games. That will not happen tonight, actually, and I'll explain that in a moment. If you are listening on the podcast, uh, please be sure to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio. And for those of you watching on Twitch right now, if you want to go back and revisit any of our shows, you can watch replays on Twitch or you can stream it to your favorite uh, device at any time uh, through Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash Anime Radio um, or your favorite podcasting platform, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now, normally, we would have um, a post-game stream. Unfortunately, that's been canceled tonight. Uh, we posted on Discord and on um, Twitter a little while ago. And the reason for that is that because of a uh, last-minute thing that has come up, my wonderful nephew is spending the night with us tonight. So he is right now staying up watching The Masked Singer. It's one of his favorite shows right now. Uh, The Masked Singer ends at 9 p.m. Eastern, and that will be his bedtime. So let's add it up. 9 p.m. bedtime, thin walls, loud voice, and the equation doesn't, you know, compute that way. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, You'd be much better off in my place, which is like concrete all the way around. So, you know, <laughs> unless you're walking right by my door, you won't hear squat. Yeah. Although I'm sure a couple of people have wandered the hallways during the day and heard me talking to some of my clients going, what is he talking about? <laughs> but uh, that's the reason, uh, unfortunately, we'll have to put the kibosh on Jackbox tonight. However... I will say that we are planning some sort of a Jackbox stream for this Friday. So this Friday, starting around 8 p.m. Eastern, maybe a little bit later, um, we're scheduled to be joined by Mako-chan, one of the Sarah cosplayers. Liz is also going to join us. And um, Neff is also going to join us uh, in progress, so to speak. Um and we're possibly looking for one more uh, Sarah cosplayer to join us. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, anybody else interested, uh, one of our regulars wants to join us on the Jackbox play, you're happy to do that. But we are going to aim for this Friday evening to do that. Um, and we'll give you more information as we have it available on um, our Discord and our Twitter, and various other platforms that we uh, post updates on. As far as tonight is concerned, however, we do have a very special interview to bring you. One of the newest Sarah cosplayers, Nat, also known as Bird King. Uh, We pre-recorded that interview last week, and we will be airing that interview uh, tonight uh, in the middle of our show. So please stay tuned for that. It was a very fun interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, also, 
a few days ago, we recorded another interview with a new Sarah cosplayer, this one being cosplay Tori, with a Y at the end, uh, from the New England area. And she has some very interesting uh, stories to share as well. We'll hopefully get that interview out next week uh, for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Uh, early next week, as we, we may have mentioned on the Maitetsu stream, uh, we may try to go for some long streams Sunday night and Monday night because I'll have no neighbors to bother on any of those nights, hopefully, unless the weather changes radically. So, uh, again, stay tuned to our Discord and Twitter for more information. I am reading uh, the posts here. Yes, uh, Flax, I did get the photo. Um, I need to crop it before I share it. So, I'll be happy to share it on Discord. Or if you want to share it on Discord, Flax, you're more than welcome to do that. So, go ahead and uh, share it on Discord if you'd like. Um, let's see, uh, Beta, we will not spoil the, uh, the Masked Singer, trust me, um, and different levels of lockdowns, uh, Beta says, uh, at least your gray lockdown is not a plaid lockdown, and Liz is asking, is a plaid lockdown what happens when they shut down the country at Ludicrous, ludicrous speed. speed. <laughs> oh, God. The Spaceballs reference gets you a cookie. The fact that there could be a level higher than gray scares the crap out of me. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then it will be preempted for Spaceballs, the podcast. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's one of those movies where it's like you, you watch it and you go, okay, that was a fun hour and a bit but you're going oh shit. <laughs> because when you think about it now as to when it was made you're like going you can't say that anymore at least not without there being a lot of trouble later exactly exactly mm. including the infamous line from pizza the hut or from his uh right and left hand man if uh you know you don't pay up pizza the hut's gonna send out for you <laughs> in 30 minutes or less no. Ouch. Uh, before we move on uh, Neff from uh, as Tori mentioned in the interview and I, I have no shame saying this the virus that shall not be named we'll keep very, it at that very good very good sir <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, in Japan, Japan's having some more problems now with COVID. Number one, um, there's technically not a state of emergency on a national level. Um, when I saw Junji's uh, post in the uh, Discord earlier about there being a lockdown, I thought he was referring to Japan. I didn't realize he was referring to Ontario. Um, but, uh, now, uh, three prefectures, including Osaka and, a, a prefecture neighboring Osaka are in what are known as the quasi state of emergency, which is a state of emergency that isn't really, but they can do whatever they want to help mitigate the spread of the coronavirus. And, um, one of the stipulations is avoiding non-essential outings and for that reason, the Olympic torch relay is now going to be canceled in Osaka Prefecture. It was only a few days away from Osaka Prefecture, and now it's not going to happen there. Okay, they're still under this pleasant illusion that they could actually pull off an Olympics. I, I, <laughs> I commend them for their bravery, but I think I may have to condemn them for their stupidity. Because I don't see how you're going to do this. <laughs> you would literally have to be starting to sequester athletes now. Yeah. To have any sh to have any hope, any prayer that they would come to Japan and be reasonably sure to be virus free. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I can hear the dollar bills. I can hear the dollar coins from Canada and the U.S. about TV rights and all that. But I'm going, we're talking about people's lives here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'd love to see the Olympics, but I know, and you know, that 
as Japan is struggling to contain this virus, the mere thought of possibly bringing in other variants of this virus from around the world should scare the living crap out of the Japanese government. Yeah, and you saw the, the, the news that came out um, this week as well, I guess tied in with your lockdown. Um, so Japan has a blanket ban on uh, non-resident foreigners. So unless you have a special reason to enter Japan, they're not letting you into the country. If you uh, are allowed to enter Japan, you have to self-quarantine for 14 days. But... There is an extra stipulation that if you are coming from an area that has high risk or high rate of COVID um, infections and transmissions, for the first three days in Japan, you have to quarantine at a government-designated facility at your own expense. So that includes a lot of um, countries and territories in Europe. And as of this week, it includes... All arrivals from Ontario, Canada. Not just Canada, Ontario, Canada. The rest of Canada follows under the regular quarantine. Considering that if you're coming to Canada, you have to get into go into the government hotels at your own expense. I think that's a little, uh, if you do that, we'll do this too. I Although see. I doubt it costs what it costs here. Mm. Because a three-night stay in the government hotel in Canada... Take a take a guess. Now remember, this is Canadian dollars, but take a guess. Uh, Canadian dollars. So yes. let me see. I'm going to guess in the range of two to three hundred. Higher. Really? Four hundred? Two thousand dollars. An total. Total for the okay. Three I was I was thinking okay. I was thinking per no. night. Okay. No. <laughs> so. Needless to say, the stories coming out of this these government hotels, there are some very unhappy people. To which I would reply, you knew about this restriction before you came here, right? Mm -hmm. You had a choice to say, you know what? Forget this. I'll come later when things have calmed down a bit, mm -hmm. which might be 2022 at this rate, but hey. Mm. So, but you know, when I'm doing that game show thing, it reminds me. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is doing his stint on Jeopardy. Oh, yes. Yes. First night, he gets trolled by a contestant. Because the contestant didn't know the answer to the question, or the question and the answer, and basically wrote the question, the answer as, who should have, who thinks they should have kicked that field goal? <laughs> Referring to the NFC Championship game that Green Bay lost to Tampa Bay. And you could just see poor Aaron's face, and he's like, I want to say something, but I can't. I have to be diplomatic about this. And he says, I don't know. It wasn't my choice. <laughs> and it's like, oh, he wants to say something. He really does. <laughs> I saw he said something. Uh, the Jeopardy posted the clip, and they they include the, uh, the post-game gaggle that he has with the contestants, so. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm waiting. I haven't seen. I haven't watched them all yet. I'm waiting for an episode where it's either a Green Bay Packers fan, right, or a Minnesota Vikings fan. <laughs> Simply because the Minnesota Vikings fan will do anything they can to troll Aaron Rodgers. Mm. So, mm. and uh, checking on something in the chat room. Following up on what I said earlier, Beta, believe me, uh, watching the Toronto Blue Jays go into. Texas Stadium <laughs> and seeing that stadium full, all I could think of was they're walking into a petri dish. And I hope they walk out clean. Hmm. That that that's all I can say about that. Yeah. That that that's a whole other topic I don't want to touch on right now. Um <laughs> but um speaking of uh, Jeopardy, something I did hear there's been a, a lot of clamoring. Um, people have been hearing about all the special guest hosts that have been filling in since uh, the passing of uh, Alex Trebek. Um, but there's a big online clamoring now, and uh, fans of Critical Role might like this. Um, LeVar Burden is being tossed around as a potential successor 
to Alex Trebek. And I think that might be a nice uh, a nice addition there. And I mentioned Critical Role because uh, LeVar Burden's daughter, Micah, is one of the stars on it. Well, that's interesting. He wasn't, as far as I know, picked to be one of the guest hosts. Um, there was Ken Jennings, Aaron Rodgers. I think Dr. Phil did a fill-in for a couple of weeks. Oh, boy. And, and I'm not sure who else they have planned. But I, I'm thinking of this. I'm going, I think he'd do an excellent job. I'm just wondering why he wasn't already in the mix. I don't think it was um... – I don't think it was Dr. Phil, actually. It was Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. I, I'm sorry. These these TV, these TV doctors, they all, you know, this, they're all the same to me. They're all like, yeah, I wouldn't trust you if you gave me a breath mint. Okay, just just stay there. <laughs> um, before we go to the interview, Neff, that uh, we pre-recorded with uh, Nat, um, what uh, is tickling your fancy lately in the world of anime and or manga? Well, let's see. I uh, watched another episode or two of a couple things and I'm starting to catch up on stuff that from previous seasons where when you know what hit, everything got thrown into a blender. Uh, one of those is uh, Welcome to Demon School, Irmakun. Mm-hmm. That's That one is, is lots of fun as things are winding down for the first season. The second season mm-hmm. is coming, I think, late this year or early next which should be really interesting because of the plot points in the book. If you've read the manga, you know where I'm going with this. Right. Um, and then the other one is the hidden dungeon that only I can enter. Now, I'll say this. It is basically your cotton candy anime. It is basically, no, it has no redeeming social value. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as soon as it's over, it will be forgotten by anybody except the hardcores. Right. But it's fun. Because the kid is basically, you know, trying to do good while ending up in situations that, like, whoa. It's just like, okay, yeah, you, you, you better learn, kid, to, you know, mind your P's and Q's. Otherwise, your P's and Q's will be summarily chopped off. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, oh, we were going to show something, a little show and tell on my end, weren't we? I think that's right, yes. Yes. And this ties into um, Uma Musume Pretty Derby. So um, mm. now I've yet to continue with the gotcha game. I think I've fallen a little bit behind on that, and I'm kind of waiting to see side games. Are you going to release it in English? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could always poke them and see what happens. Poke, yeah. poke. I'm, I'm also seeing that there are a lot more YouTube videos about how to play the game. And some of them are so technical that my brain gets melted after like four minutes. <laughs> yeah, that that tends to happen with some with some playthroughs, game explanations. Mm. They get so into the mechanics that you just kind of drown. Right. Like that's one of the things I found. I've watched a few of the um, videos for Evil Genius 2, mm. which I've downloaded to my system. I haven't gotten a chance to play yet. And thankfully, I never did because there were a couple of game-breaking bugs about five to six hours in that if you hit them, mm. basically, you had to start all over again. Oh, boy. So now they've patched those bugs. So maybe this weekend, maybe Sunday after, you know, my thing is my things are done, I'll have a couple of hours to just sit there and, you know, play like Ernst Stavro Blofeld and, you know, just make my minions and just, you know, kill the secret agents who try to enter my vase. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to take a quick moment here to grab, because in addition to this, I have one other thing that I want to show folks, but it's in the other room. So I'm going to step away one second. And uh, Uh-oh. he's leaving me alone. He's leaving me alone, folks, to entertain you. It's time. Um, it's time to start running. <laughs> yeah, right. OK, so let me step away real quick. Okay, while he goes and plays, you know, magician and disappears, I will try to regale you with some tales of odd things. Uh, one of them is the fact that I, I find myself buying all these manga electronically, and yet I wonder, if I actually had the physical things, would I reread them as much as I am reading the things on the iPad? Because it's much easier to go back and say, oh, I liked that particular manga, I'll reread it again, or, you know jump into a new series because I've jumped into a couple 
where it's like I've read the uh, the few chapters they offer free, then get the real book, and it's like, okay, this was a good purchase. Now, there have been a couple of them where it's like, yeah, I regret this purchase. And then there are a few where the fool in the closet is like, you might regret that purchase. I certainly don't. What did I miss? And with that, <laughs> you you missed me uh, trying to explain, you know, my latest my my latest rant about buying, you know, manga electronically and you know, rereading them much easier than you know going back and finding the physical books wherever I happen to store them. Mm. <laughs> and mentioning that you know some of them that I've bought have been you know quite entertaining, others not so much. And others, as I mentioned earlier, the fool in the closet, you know, are saying, you might not like them, but I certainly do. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Fang Face either. <laughs> that should give you an idea. All right. Um, so I have two items here. Um, one of these I actually received as a gift. Um, some of you may know that I am big into Animal Crossing on the Switch. And um, there was an event in the last few weeks... Uh, that was much talked about in online circles, that being the release of Sanrio Amiibo cards, which I was lucky to get my hands on before they sold out. Um, the thing is, though, they only sell them at Targets, and I kind of fought with the Target website like most other people did. I had to drive about 40, 45 miles out to the island to pick up my Amiibo cards. That's how involved in the game I am. But uh, there's one person that's been helping me out all this time. It's actually uh, someone who used to be my science teacher when I was in junior high. Now she is a Catholic school principal. And she plays Animal Crossing almost as obsessively as I do. And uh, so I gave her one of the sets of the Sanrio Amiibo cards that I picked up from the Target. And she gave me this in return. An Animal Crossing wall calendar. A very block nice. calendar. Wooden block calendar, I should say. So you see the, I don't know if you see it very well, those are the nooks right there up on the top. So when I take this out, we'll be able to rearrange the numbers to uh, tell what day it is. So Very nice and very, very old-fashioned. Unfortunately, I'm the type of guy who will go, I'll just look at my watch, thanks. <laughs> or worst case scenario, ask uh, my unintended roommate, uh, oh yes yeah <laughs> the one who occasionally will pop off her mouth if i don't forget to mute her oh boy that was the small item now for the item that i actually paid for and i figured i saw this and there was a good deal it wasn't overly expensive and uh yeah i picked up a special week ah uh, yes the uma Musume pretty derby now I can't read. I can't read because it's blocking out. Thanks to you know cameras. Which character is that? That is special week. Special week. Ah, special weeks is the character. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, very nice. Nine ninety seven. So I don't know if I should let this sit in the box like all the ten Sailor Moon Funko Pops that I have sitting over here. <laughs> Actually, nine well, take- nine plus one Yu Yu Hakusho. Take it from someone who's left his uh, Arpeggio of Blue Steel, uh, Tycho, and Iona figurines in their box. Leave them in the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody's saying in the chat, too. Keep it in the box. Hello, Ducky. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, so, yes, I, I found a good deal on that on Amazon uh, from a third-party seller. Apparently, they made this, or at least they released the pre-orders on these like two or three years ago, um, around when the um, the first season of the anime was coming out, right thereabouts. So. And another keep mm. it in the box. <laughs> yeah. There are very few... I will actually, you know, say, okay, you're coming out of the box. Uh-huh. I have two of them. Uh-huh. They're, sp- they're sitting on my speakers. You've seen them. All right. Yeah. But otherwise, it's they all stay in the box. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's 830. So why don't we go ahead and um, share this wonderful interview that I had with Nat Bird King Cosplay. Um, and then we're going to come back and I'll ask Neff for his reaction and... Maybe I'll have one very small taste testing to do 
because we have to catch up, uh, all of us. Uh, we have boxes sitting around that haven't been opened yet with Japanese snacks in them. Um, although I will point out really quick before we air the interview, um, my apologies for uh, ending things prematurely last Wednesday. As you saw, I had um, a very peculiar tasting and a very peculiar smelling bag of chips. And I'm not stressing on the peculiar. You saw my reaction, Neff, and everybody else saw my reaction when I opened the bag. I'll say this. You normally don't react. That was a that was practically a cartoon character reaction. That's how severe it was. It was like, whoa. <laughs> I'd be like Tom and Jerry, the later version of Tom and Jerry. Ah! <laughs> Pretty much, you know, bulging eyes, you know, the tongue falling somewhere north of your toes. Yes. And yeah, it, it looked rather frightening. <laughs> so uh, there was one item that I mentioned last week. I'm going to save that for another time. Um, and then uh, have you thought of getting special week PSA grading? I don't think PSA will grade those things. No, you you you'd have to have some you'd have to have some sort of weird uh misprint etc for them to even look at it. Yes. So if it was spelled special W I K then we would have an issue there. Or W E A K. Week. There you go. <laughs> but okay, um we're going to go ahead um Nat uh is a wonderful uh cosplayer from my part of the country, basically. And uh, we talk about her Sarah cosplays, her about uh, the meaning behind Bird King. And uh, you'll find uh, some very interesting things about her as we proceed to the interview. So you ready enough to listen and watch? Indeed, ready, sir. Very good. For those of you watching on Anchor, for those of you watching, no, you couldn't be watching. You'd be listening on Anchor. <laughs> Say it now. Vibrate. Live live TV, folks. There's nothing like it. <laughs> live TV or live radio. So if you're listening on Anchor, we'll be back after this message. And then when we come back from the commercial, you'll hear the interview. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, linktr ee slash anime radio. Here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, we're happy and honored to be joined by one of the newest cosplayers of our mascot, Sarah Yoshida. Everybody, please say hello to Nat. Hello, Nat. Welcome to the show. Hi. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for those watching here on Twitch and for those listening to our podcast on Anchor, maybe we could start by asking you to introduce yourself. Um, I'm a cosplayer from the East Coast. Um, I've been cosplaying for about 10 years since uh, Katsucon 2011, and I like to cosplay magical girls and everything poofy and intricate. Uh, yes, yeah, so you're part of the Katsucon crowd. Do you miss Katsucon? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, not so much in recent years since it's been so crowded, but um, I definitely love seeing everybody's very beautiful, intricate work there and seeing lots of friends that come all over the world and... Um, from all over the United States. So yeah, it's one of the few places that I get to see um, a lot of my friends. Cool. Let me go back into your uh, cosplay background a little bit. First of all, um, on your social media platforms, you also refer to yourself as Bird King. How did that come about? <laughs> um, it's actually a, a very uh, funny story. Um, back in freshman year of undergrad, I had a class that was called time where you made like performance art videos okay. and um my roommate and i woke up at 5 a.m um i put on a bodysuit 
and she put peanut butter all over my body along with birdseed and I sat in the park (laughs) to try to have birds eat off of me Um, and it was a great failure and uh, the title of the piece is called The Journey to Becoming the Bird King and that is how it came about. Performance Uh, art so you can do that right? Yeah, um, I eventually made a bunch of other like art pieces with this kind of theme of um, bird kings. So it kind of became my brand, and that's how that name came about. So quite a quite a big history. <laughs> very very interesting. You uh, you love performing arts, don't you? Um, I'm like more illustration, but it was one of like the uh, foundational um, classes that we all had to take. So we um, so. I ended up going more into like visual development for like children's games and stuff oh, wow. rather than rather than that. <laughs> but I think I thought you told me about that. You had some things in development, some projects, right? Um yeah, I had a or I used to work in um educational children's games. Um I'm currently in a graduate school for UX design and um something called human computer interaction. So I kind of transitioned from that art sphere to a little bit more techie sphere. Wow. So. Well, good for you. Good for you. That's <laughs> that's amazing uh, to deal with these things as technology improves, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, currently, we're working very hard on our like uh, capstone project. So I'll be graduating soon from, from that degree. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that for sure. <laughs> Thank you. I will definitely need it. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so let's go back uh, maybe a little further. Um, could you tell me the first moment when you knew, uh, the bug of Japanese culture hit you? Uh, probably back in like fourth grade when I first learned what anime was from like the, uh, Angel Fire websites, um, and and like, uh, illustrations of Chi from Chobits without really knowing what the anime was about. And um, my dad actually rented a lot of uh, air movies that were Japanese subbed or English subbed from Japanese, uh, a lot of like Studio Ghibli movies and stuff. So he kind of introduced um, me to the actual medium. And then I got really into looking up on on our um, home computer and how or at least how I pronounced it at the time was Anime. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> only having only read it on um on these angel fire websites but i got really into drawing in the style um i drew a lot of cat girls um i didn't really watch any of the actual material until um much later but it was it was quite an introduction <laughs> i'm i'm a lot i'm among the um the s- same lines i guess because when i first discovered uh japanese culture Manga, I called Magna. Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of an embarrassment if I think back to my college days. But, <laughs> um, but uh, you mentioned Studio Ghibli. Is there any Studio Ghibli film you like the most? Um, I think I like uh, the Tale of Princess Kaguya the best. Um, even though it's a little bit of off the offshoot of the usual Ghibli movies. Um. I would say my favorite, more traditional one from Hayao Miyazaki is probably Howl's Moving Castle. I have such a soft spot for I've watched it so many times. And um, I'm actually making Sophie right now. So oh, finally, awesome. <laughs> finally, I will I will be able to cosplay her. Nice. When did, uh, when did the cosplay bug hit you? Um, Ten years ago, my friend was like, hey, there's this thing called a convention. Um Let's all dress up as a, as a Vocaloid characters, which um, I wasn't really into, but I, I jumped at the opportunity to dress up all nerdy with my friends. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to KatsuCon, which, as you know, is this beautiful, beautiful place with the gay lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so starstruck that there were other people that liked anime all around me. And... Um, it was, I looked very bad. (laughs) I had a party city wig. Um, It was bright, (laughs) hot pink. Um, I thrifted most of my outfit and ended up like sewing um, 
this very shiny satin ribbon to the bottom. Uh-huh. Oh, I forgot to mention I was Kasane Tedo. Um, <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I ended up breaking my arm two weeks before the convention. So I was going around with this giant cast oh, on my no. arm as well. And I couldn't wear, like, the traditional Vocaloid arm socks over it. Oh. I was still having an absolute great time. Oh, wow. Um, but I eventually looked at more into, like, cosplay through cosplay.com and like got really into learning all the different processes and uh two years later I ended up sewing my first cosplay which was a Kurnosuke from Princess Jellyfish and then I knew I wanted to sew everything and I got super into the craftsmanship aspects and making everything very like beautiful and pretty and sparkly but that's where I am now (laughs) Speaking of beautiful and pretty, I think that has to describe uh, the cosplay photo of Sarah Yoshida that you put oh, together. Thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate you doing that and uh, positive comments all around. And oh, uh, there's a little you. bit of a story that you mentioned to us uh, when using uh, the materials that you did for that photo. Um, the ballet costume that I'm wearing in the photo is actually a ballet costume I wore when I was doing ballet actively about 11 years before the photo was taken. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I, I think the the performance that we were putting on was called The Little Princess, and I believe I was the teacher. Yeah, it was the role of the teacher. Mm-hmm. So I, this, this tutu has been in my basement for the past 11 years, so thank you for giving her an op- opportunity to finally have another... Um, chance to be worn wow wow uh, the setting with the black curtain on the stage was very very beautiful uh yeah we have uh, these very tacky 80s curtains that have served many um for many self-shoots that i've done <laughs> they're very dramatic very fitting yes so obviously we're a little bit partisan when we think that's one of your best cosplays, but uh, oh, thank if, you. If, um, if you could think of any cosplays that you enjoy doing the most, so what comes to your mind? Um, I have a big soft spot for my um, Princess of the Crystal from Mawaru Penguin Drum. Mm. Um, I just posted her recently, but I just the amount of time and labor that I spent on her um, really was a labor of love of trying to get everything perfect to the show mm-hmm. um, just because or partially because I hadn't seen anything that really fit my vision um, currently out there so I was like I have to make it exactly how I see in my head mm-hmm. and the show itself is um, my favorite anime of all time so I had to I had to do her justice <laughs> but if I if I could I strongly consider remaking her now just because she is a little old now and I have a little bit more knowledge Mm. um, now that I've had a bit more experience and that I went through making the costume once. Right, right. Um, Have you ever been to Japan? I'm just curious. Um, Actually, yes. I had, or my brothers gave me a very kind graduation present and um, we went to Japan for two weeks. Oh, wow. but it was very, very fun and very, um, I think the biggest uh, thing I miss about Japan is probably everybody, how polite everyone is and how like the, just the manners of like everybody going on, um, the staying on the right side of the escalators and all of like those little cultural things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your favorite part of uh, Japan? Did you go to the usual spots? Did you go off the beaten path? Um, I think one of my favorite places was actually the Art Islands. Uh, I forgot the exact name, um, but it's a very small island that you can tour, and there's these museums scattered throughout the island. Is and... it Tokyo? No, it's not in Tokyo. It's an actual. It's an actual island. Um, But you can, um, but they have like a museum tour and these museums are very immersive in that um, all of kind of like your senses are very well considered, all like the sound that your feet make and just the atmosphere, the sound that your voice makes. But it was a very um, immersive experience and probably one of my favorite museums. I have to, I'll have to look it up uh, later. Interesting. Um, (laughs) 
but you but you saying it's a, it's a place you have to get to by like a boat or something. Yeah, you have to. You, there's a ferry that takes you there. Okay. And um, there's also a hotel, like a specific hotel that you stay in as well. Okay. That is also very artsy. <laughs> very nice. Oh, that that definitely picks my interest because I'm trying to figure out. But I've been to Japan four times and and it's not ringing a bell to me. <laughs> um, I can look it up really quick right now Absolutely. with the exact name. <laughs> Uh, Naoshima. Naoshima. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But yeah, the museums are absolutely beautiful there. If anyone wants to wants to visit, I definitely recommend. Well, I'll have to add it to my list then. I, I if it wasn't for COVID, I would have gone again a few months ago. But <laughs> um, do you um do you have any interest in going back one day? And if you do, um, what other places would you want to hit over there? Um, I didn't really get a chance to do like the more gimmicky things, like the the cafes and things. Oh, really? Um, I I did do I did do the Guritama Cafe. That was my my one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and I did get to visit the uh the Sailor Moon store, which was also on my on my big hit list. Was that the one on La Forette in Harajuku? Yeah. It was smaller than expected, but still a very, very nice experience. Yes, it's on the, technically speaking, if I remember correctly, and I have to go back to my uh, YouTube videos, it's technically on the half floor. Only in Japan do you have half floors. <laughs> go to the half a floor to go to the Sailor Moon store. Yeah, it definitely took us a while to, to actually locate it. <laughs> we weren't expecting it to be so so tucked away in this little mall. Hmm. Um. Before we wrap things up, I just wanted to ask you about any uh, future cosplay projects that you had. And um, I looked at your Instagram account, and one of the works in progress that you list over there is from an anime that actually I'm very fond of, and that will be Kaleido Star. Yes, um, I'm working on Layla and Sora from Kaleido Star. Um, they're uh, legendary great maneuver outfits. Um, me and my friend are wearing her, and uh, uh, we I ended up taking on the role of making both of them so that they're very um, very matchy matchy. Um, but I'm very excited to wear them. <laughs> nice, nice. Any other projects that you're willing to, to share? Um, I'm also working on Sophie's yellow dress from Howl's Moving Castle. Um, it's very much a stash project uh, with all of my spare materials and. Um, a lot of materials from my grandmother as well. So I'm also excited for that. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Nat, we appreciate you taking the time here tonight to talk to us. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our viewers or our listeners? Um, nothing in particular. Uh, purchase near replicant when it comes out in two weeks. <laughs> Possibly less now the, by the time this airs. There you go. There you go. I, I think we'll, we'll get this out on time. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nat. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Thank you for having me. So there we go, our interview with Nat, a.k.a. Bird King, one of the newest cosplayers of our mascot, Sarah Yoshida. Thank you, Nat, so much for taking the time out to uh, record that interview with us. Nat, what did you think? I thought it was very interesting. And I mean, when she pointed out, you know, having broken broken the bone and then having to wear that cast and still managing to wear most of the costume, that's one of the, that's one of the marks of a good cosplayer. They don't let anything stop them. Right. Right. They figure out ways around that. Mm -hmm. Having done that myself, I'll tell you, it's pot, it's doable, but you have to get pretty inventive sometimes to get around, you know, those life things. Right. Um, I wanted to find a picture or two of the uh, Gaylord um, in Baltimore, which is, I believe, where they do um, the convention over there. Beautiful hotel um, with a nice gazebo. I mean... Um, we saw one of our cosplays, I think, was taken there, but I couldn't find any other main images of that Gaylord Hotel that I could use uh, on here because of copyright reasons. Um, but I 
can see from the pictures that I've seen that it's got a very amazing setting. And um, I think Ducky mentioned that uh, same thing in the chat as well. Yeah, I mean, hotels with who have those those types of spaces, they're very rare, honestly, because most hotels are just built to basically, you know, house you and then, you know, boot you out the door. So the ones that actually put the effort into having that nice space to take pictures, et cetera, that's a very important thing to, to hold on to. Okay. Prince George's County, um, which would be – okay, so then it's not in Baltimore. Please, please help me out here, Ducky. That it, well, it's somewhere in the, in the vicinity then, right? Well, I hope I hope you know what you're doing because I'm like going. You're you're now. It's like, huh? I'm like, dumb Canadian here. I don't know nothing. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> okay, Ducky says it's just outside of DC. Oh, okay. So it is a basically a DC con. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> so it, it is in Maryland. Cool. All right. Um, Sunet was also mentioning um, Naoshima, which took me a few moments to try to figure out that's actually an island that i technically passed once on the way to shikoku uh because naoshima is uh very close to the uh japanese mainland um and it's in the chugoku region near the seto inland sea so beautiful scenic views um and the way you get there is exactly the way she described you take a train down i believe you go to uno or thereabouts, and then you take a ferry from there, which is a short ferry trip. Uh, as for me, I just zoom past on the bridge that goes all the way to Shikoku Island that day. So, well, you might have gotten a few pictures as you're you know, zooming by, but that's about it, right? Yes. <laughs> um, Neff, does that inspire you uh, to hit any interesting destination on your next trip to Japan? Well, I, I do have that list. I, I do have that list. I may add that to the list. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out the, 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 the spread between, okay, if I'm going, I'm, and if, if I have to go by myself, which is going to be like a, a challenge in and of itself, right. I have to figure out, okay, how much time do I need? If I go with somebody, it's a little more, okay, let's figure out a pace we can all deal with. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'd like to see so many things in Japan, but it's like, okay, it's like, okay, I only have so much energy in a day. And yeah, once I run out, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> um, and thank you, Ducky, for the clarification. That's where I got confused because um, that convention, um, Akatsukan, uh, I was thinking of Otakon, not Katsukan. So that's why. Otakon was in Baltimore, but now in D.C. So, okay. Mm. That, that's the problem with these cons that have similar sounding names and who tend to move a bit. Mm-hmm. After a while, you're like, wait a minute, which con was that again? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> um, but thanks again, Nat. Uh, we're looking forward to her future Sarayoshita cosplays, which, we, of course, we will share on our social media platforms. And speaking of social media platforms and all that jazz, uh, Neff, it's time to go into the closing commentary. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this broadcast or anything you see or hear on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast or Twitch streams, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. You can catch up on our past podcasts at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. And for links to our social media pages, go to linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio where you can check out our Facebook page, our Twitter account, our Instagram account, and our Discord server. And don't forget, as we're now affiliates, you can also watch replays of our Twitch streams uh, if you come to our Twitch channel. And that's at uh, twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio for those of you listening to the podcast. So, uh, Neff, this has been a fun show. And again, uh, I I think I speak for everybody when we wish you the best uh, uh, considering uh, the circumstances that uh, Toronto and Ontario are about to go through right now? Well, I look at it this way. It's a matter now of getting back to what we used to be at mm-hmm. while trying to scramble to get you know the jabs in the arms. Exactly. So I'm hoping that this 28-day period will allow me to at least get the first jab, and then we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah. 
Oh, of course, I've heard some various and sundry stories about how some people have reacted to that first jab, and I'm going, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this very much. I've already <laughs> explained uh, my uh, reaction to the second jab. The first jab isn't too bad. You just have a pain in the arm for a little while. The second jab is when it really hits you, I think. Mm, so, well, given what the, uh, the Canadian government is saying about when you can have the second jab, that means probably September, if I'm lucky, for the oh, second jab. That's a bit of a stretch. Well, I'm still thinking. Even if I even if I book the even if I manage to book in the next 28 days, I ain't getting the jab in the next 28 days. I don't think so. Yeah. Luckily, the office has still been okay about us all working from home, and I hope it stays that way for the foreseeable future. Because yeah. whoops. Speaking of foreseeable future, uh, Flax is asking if we thought of joining the Twitch Partner Program. We need to match a lot of metrics for that, uh, as far as viewership goes, especially. And I don't see us hitting the Partner Program in the foreseeable future. It would be nice, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, that, that's one of those long-term goals, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of Twitch and our podcast, that's going to be it for tonight. Um, once again, we are not doing the Jackbox stream tonight because I have a nephew that has to go to bed. Um, so what we're going to do is hopefully put together a um, Jackbox stream for Friday, this coming Friday, starting around 8 p.m. Eastern, a little bit after that. Um, with myself and Liz and uh, Sarah cosplayer Mako-chan slash Mika Zelda. I still don't know what to call her these days. Um, and Neff joining in uh, a little bit uh, later on after that. Um, so again, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll hopefully aim for that. And we'll be posting more details on our um, social media platforms as we always do. Well, thank you very much, Neff. Uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you on Friday. I, I hope I hope to be. Although I'll be honest with you, I'll have been sitting through about seven hours of presentations, so I may be just a wee bit punch drunk by then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Real, real quick. Okay, what's the, he got? What's the, he got there, folks? What's he got there? Alcoholic Kit Kats. Oh, sparkling wine, sparkling wine, strawberry Kit Kat, which has zero point one percent of alcohol. I'm going to try these real quick before we sign off. Well, don't worry, folks. 0.1%, he won't be hammered. Unless he I might eat the whole bag. Looped. I was going to say, he won't be hammered. He might be a little looped, but not hammered. <laughs> Besides, 0.1% alcohol for a Canadian is like, really? <laughs> Come on. Hit me with something a little harder. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, let me grab one real quick. It's been sitting here next to me all show. Saying, eat me. Eat me. Ah. Oh. We got a bunny rabbit on the uh, on the cover there. Okay, a bunny rabbit on an alcoholic Kit Kat. Hmm. Oh, we got a nice bubbly scent here. We got uh, the white uh, chocolate Kit Kats here. So mm. here we go. Oh. What do you taste first? The champagne. <laughs> it goes straight to my brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just for the fact that it has a trace amount of alcohol in it, I'm going to say woohoo. <laughs> I can feel what's supposed to be a buzz, but not really. <laughs> to, which, to which I would reply, I think the diabetes would get you before the, before the alcohol will at that tiny concentration. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, um, with that... Uh, sober note uh we thank you for joining us here in the extreme anime radio podcast uh for those of you watching on twitch we'll hopefully see you on friday in the meantime uh, for nef i'm jr thank you for watching thank you for listening and remember keep on looking out for the extreme anime radio podcast and don't forget to check out our twitch streams including friday night thanks guys we'll see you next time good night